Welcome back to the Desert Springs Church Podcast. It exists to supplement the ministry and growth of the body at Desert Springs Church. My name is Drew, and we've got a party here today. We've got four of us. So Tate Madzima, our children's minister, is here. Alex Schroeder, our minister for discipleship or discipleship minister. We're trying to keep trying know. to keep the language uniform, aren't we? What yeah. do we call you? Children's yeah. minister? Yes, Tate. minister for children and families. Oh, that's, of children and families. That's not any better. Right. Okay. <laughs> and then Ryan. Um, and so... Uh, Hey, I got a title. No, just Ryan. <laughs> Everybody knows who you are. Uh, and today we want to talk about the Southern Baptist Convention. So uh, just over, what, a couple week ago? When was it now? It was two weeks. Two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Two Mondays We ago. had the privilege of taking a road trip. The four of us drove out to Anaheim where the, uh, they were hosting the annual meeting of the Southern Baptist Convention. And we wanted to give a review, a recap, and talk about... Um, what happened at the meeting, uh, while we were there, um, and uh, and then uh, just the goings-on of the life of the Southern Baptist Convention. But before we get into this year's specific meeting, uh, we thought we would do a refresher on the Southern Baptist Convention. So Ryan, kick us off. Um, help, help our church members understand what is the Southern Baptist Convention. Well, it's a convention of churches. It's a fellowship, a co-op, a partnership. It's not exactly a denomination where there's top-down authority. Uh, We partner together for evangelism and missions and theological education. Um, So there are various entities within the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, There are six seminaries. Uh, There um, is the International Mission Board, of course, for foreign missions. There's the North American Mission Board, which does uh, church planting, among other things here in the United States. Um, There's the ERLC, it's a mouthful, the Mm -hmm. Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, uh, which seeks to be an advocate for Southern Baptist beliefs in public and political life here in our country. Speaking of the seminaries, uh, we've benefited over the years, um, even just amongst uh, staff hires, from the seminaries and currently benefit from a number of our people who are taking seminary courses. So Tate, you, Alex, you mm-hmm. uh, both graduated and have degrees from Southern uh, from Southern Baptist seminaries. Yeah, yeah Tate, where did where did you get your? Degree? I went to Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas. All right, and Alex? I went to the Southern Baptist. The oh, come on, yeah. it's like yeah. watching yeah. football and them like saying Ohio, the Ohio State. State. We are, it's just Southern Baptist. We're the flagship seminary. Okay, we're the fine. first, the greatest. The largest. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. And then I uh, yeah. keep going. And uh, and and Ryan, you have you have kids going to yeah, a Southern kids. Baptist uh, college. Two are out, and uh, two are in as yeah. of this coming fall. Yeah. Um, so so those are a few of the entities. You said it's a it's a co-op of churches. Is it a denomination? No, not a denomination. Uh, so it's a partnership. Each church. Um, willfully, volitionally co- cooperates on its uh-huh. own and decides how much to cooperate for that matter. Um, to be a Southern Baptist church, you only have to give a certain amount, which is not a great amount. Mm-hmm. And, um, and some churches would make that the uh, sort of the bread and butter or the, even the full package of their missions giving. So they're all autonomous churches. Yep. So there's no government outside of the local church. No. Uh, no influence from the no, so, there is a Baptist faith and message, a theological statement that was uh, voted on in the year 2000, 
uh, you'll hear people say BFNM uh, kind of quickly, and mm-hmm. you might wonder what that yeah. is. It's the Baptist Faith and Message. It's a very good statement. We agree with, with all of it, um, but it's the theological foundation for those partnerships. And so churches that uh, are part of the Southern Baptist Convention should um, be... Uh, so they should be able to subscribe to that, and we can probably come back to mm-hmm. that issue a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. There's some mm-hmm. there's some question and, and clarity that needs to be had about uh, what it takes uh, to be in agreement uh, with the Baptist faith and message. But that's what churches must um, ascribe to, yep. agree to at least to some degree, yep. in order to cooperate with the Southern Baptist Convention um, and to be considered a Southern Baptist church, which then would allow them. Uh, through their giving to the cooperative program, which is also referred to as the CP, which is just the the big pot that that then is distributed to all of these entities that you mentioned, Ryan. Um, if you give to that, then you're able to send messengers to the annual meeting. So um, let's dive into now. That's a bit. That's a, a really fast crash course on what the Southern Baptist Convention is and does. Mm-hmm. So it's not a denomination in the traditional sense, not like Presbyterian or Methodist, uh, but a cooperate, uh, cooperation of churches, of autonomous churches, that agree on this statement of faith and and cooperate and pool resources for missions and evangelism. Before we get into the, uh, the annual meeting, we should probably say that apart from the entities and what they're doing all year round, really the convention itself... Uh, only exists for two days once a year. That's right. Mm-hmm. The annual meeting is the convention. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we were doing in Anaheim just yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago. So. Yep. Yeah. So Tate, talk to us about what happens at the annual meeting. Yeah. So the Southern Baptist Convention is a deliberative body. It's a annual meeting. We're getting together to make decisions, to hear resolutions that churches are going to affirm together. Uh most often, um, I would say all the time, really, they're theologically grounded resolutions mm-hmm. that we're making about different things. We had a resolution this year on uh, the Mago Day and uh, a resolution on how we are going to uh, really um, treat the uh, epidemic of sexual abuse inside the Southern Baptist mm. con- Convention, like yeah. how we're going to move forward from that. So that's one of the big things that we're doing is we're resolving that together. And as that's happening, people are um, bringing up motions to maybe change some wording in some of the resolutions or to add more resolutions. There's also um, really encouraging things where we get to hear reports from all the entities. They tell us what they've done over the year, how they've spent the money that has been given to them through the CP. Uh, We get to commission uh, missionaries going out on the field, which I think is my favorite part of Mm -hmm. being at the annual meeting. They all get up and tell us where they're going, if it is safe or uh, kind of allude to where they're going. A lot if of them have safe. to use yeah. fake names. and mm-hmm. yep. Fake names. They're behind uh, can't even see their faces. curtains. We can't see their faces. But we get to hear where they're going, where uh, the Lord is leading them, um, and mm-hmm. how this money that we've given to the IMB or to the CP is helping them get there to yeah. take the gospel to the nation. So that's really awesome. And then there's elections that happen. Yep. Um, the Southern Baptist Convention has a president yep. and two vice presidents, which are the two uh biggest elections that you do, but there's elections for other people on committees and officers in different areas that are going to be running with things that either come from resolutions or motions throughout the year. So that's part of what we'll do. And then there's a little bit of singing. Yep. Uh, There's a convention. uh, The president gets to preach, and then there's one person that's always voted on to to deliver the convention 
That's what I was going to say. We vote on the yeah. the convention preacher for right. the next year. Yeah, for year. the next year. So, uh, so yeah, so that happens. We, we're encouraged by the word. But a lot of it is honestly a business meeting. You are listening yeah. to budget line items from yeah. the each seminary, from Guidestone, from Lifeway, uh, and just getting to know where your money is going and then uh, being able to support them with knowledge of what they're doing with uh, the money that you're giving. Yeah, Ryan so. or Alex, jump in here, and, and let's talk about um... – some specific things that happened uh, at this year's meeting. Before we get into uh, what we thought were encouraging or highlights and lowlights, um, what was specific or particular to this year's annual meeting uh, that was maybe a little different from past meetings? Um, either one of you guys. Yeah. Alex, what did we do this year that was different or um, or unique or special uh, from well, previous years? Well, he's thinking years? of that. Why don't I just run through the nine resolutions uh, there was one on rural ministry. There was one critiquing the prosperity gospel. Uh, there was a statement given about the war in Ukraine. Mm. Um, there was a call for consistent laws regarding pastoral sexual abuse. That yeah. was a very important one. Yeah. Um, there was something I'm not very familiar with, but on the need for religious liberty um, in Indian boarding schools. Um, there's lament and repentance for sexual abuse, of course. Uh, there's a statement on this being a historic moment in the pro-life movement. Uh, this mm. was in view of the yeah. Supreme Court decision yeah. that, of course, now is behind us. Uh, Chase, uh, sorry, uh, Tate mentioned Imago Dei. Uh, that really unpacked all kinds of ways that the image of God is marred um, in various kinds of sins, like racism, like others. Mm-hmm. Um, and an important... Uh, point of clarification is about resolutions. Yeah. Uh, resolutions are simply statements mm-hmm. that are agreed upon by the messengers at that year's meeting. By the yeah. majority. By the majority. Yeah. yeah they don't uh, They don't necessarily, uh, they're not like we're passing new laws, we're not adding to the statement of faith. Right. They're simply statements that we all agree on uh, that are important statements uh, for our uh, for our churches uh, to, to agree on. Mm-hmm. But they're not necessarily actionable. No. No, and uh, yeah, because of the way you worded that, Drew, because of that clarification, um, there will be resolutions in the past or going forward that we as a church or we as messengers don't exactly agree with. Uh I mean, mean, there has, in the past, there's been renouncing of Disney. Um, There was that infamous uh, statement on critical race theory a few years back that was not great, yep. to say the least. So, Well, and you uh, go back even further in their resolutions about in support of slavery. So right. if we go back, we go way back, we right. would obviously not, right. we, we don't have to uh, adhere to every resolution that's ever yeah. been made at yeah. every meeting. Yeah. And we may not agree with everyone at, at the meetings we go to. Yeah. Right. Uh, Thankfully, we, this year, they, they were all very good. They were all I very didn't good. Have, uh, yeah. I didn't feel the need to vote no on any of them. That's right. That's right. Alex, um, what do you think? What were some highlights? Yeah. Yeah. Tate mentioned election of officers. I think this was an encouraging year for us to see a new president brought in. So Bart Barber was elected president. I forget the totals in terms mm-hmm. of the percentage. Mm-hmm. Vote for him. But Bart, from everything we can tell, everything we know from people who know him, is that he's just an upstanding pastor, faithful man. Uh, he pastors a medium-sized church. That's. I think it's just a, it's a new look even for recent SBC presidents where mm-hmm. churches... Uh, church pastors have generally been very large churches, have fairly well-known. Bart's yeah. just humble, small-town guy. You have to go back 50 years to get to uh, a president 
an SVC president at a church that's the, the size of, of Bart's. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, Bart wouldn't, we wouldn't agree with him everything theologically, yeah. but he's a faithful man. He loves his church from everything we can tell. He loves his family. Yeah. He loves the convention and yep. wants to see churches do well. And I think most importantly, he's the right guy to lead right now yeah. because he seems really thoughtful and wise as it relates to how to handle sexual abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's done work personally in his own state, addressing these issues, um, even outside of issues that have been happening with the guidepost report. Um, so it just feels like he's yeah, the right guy at the right time to lead the convention and appointing leaders that are going to make the right decisions. All right, you so, mentioned the Guidepost report. We need to talk about that. Yeah. So where, uh, give us some background to that, Alex, sure. and, then, and then where did that come from, and then what happened this year? Yeah, so a year ago at the convention, uh, the messengers overwhelmingly voted for uh, there to be a third-party investigation on some of the dealings of the SBC's executive committee over the past 20 years. Um, and they contracted out to a third-party group called Guidepost Solutions to do this investigation. Um, so that investigation was completed and uh, returned back to the messengers. I mean, it's public. You could look it up online yeah. and read it. I think it's 288 pages, so have fun. Did, did you read it all? Um, I did read most of it. Yeah, yeah there, was the, there were a couple pages at the end I started to kind of gloss over. Mm. But um, So, yeah, the, the report is terrible. It... Uh, I think really clearly shows um, some terrible decision making by a handful of leaders in the executive committee, uh, particularly cover up, withholding of information. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, in the end, I think that's just the necessary response that we felt was the SBC needs to do something in response to this. So, yeah. uh, Guidepost Solutions put this report out alongside Guidepost. There was a task force put together. Uh, within the SBC that was making particular recommendations to the messengers at this convention this year in Anaheim. And there were two uh, recommendations given. The first was that there would be an existing task force that would continue to operate year by year uh, related to sexual abuse. Um, their primary goal would be to uh, be advocates for survivors within SBC churches. That would be that they'd hear allegations, hear reports of churches that had mishandled um, or pastors that had um, yeah, had sexual were sexually assaulting mm -hmm. members of their church. Mm -hmm. um, they would also be the ones that would do the work to look into whether these are credible accusations. If I remember right, the guidepost or the the frequently asked questions they gave so that credible accusations would be ones where there would be a confession by the abuser, uh, civil uh, like a filing of civil lawsuit or mm -hmm. a, I don't know what the yeah 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 legal just yeah, legal, legal action, action yeah, being yeah. done or a conviction of some Certainly sort. Certainly a conviction. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think they're doing a good – the recommendation and the task force is in balance to try and listen to the stories of victims, um, li listen to accusations while also discerning truth. And there's not a – I don't think they're falling off either side of the camel, um, if that analogy makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so anyway, the first recommendation was to approve this task force. The second was to approve a database uh, that would list – uh, members, pastors, anybody associated with SBC churches that had been credibly accused of sexual abuse. And this would be a database that would be available to churches mm. um, to have access to, to see. Uh, the, the way I've thought this could be used is if the church is hiring, the church mm. is vetting people for a child care approval process. Mm -hmm. We can go to this and see, has this person who's just moved from out of state or been at another church, yeah. uh, has there been a credible accusation of yeah. They've done so. This was 
there was question about these things. There was, like ha- always happens at business meetings at the SBC, there was discussion about it. But yeah. these two things were overwhelmingly approved. And I think it was a big encouragement to us because while it's not maybe everything the SBC could do, it's definitely the right first steps yeah, sure. that the SBC needed to take. Because what, what they're trying to fight against is uh, uh, pastors or uh, even lay people in Southern Baptist churches that have been credibly accused of sexual abuse from then just simply disappearing for a while and then popping back up in another SBC church yeah. and doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're trying to just support churches by by uh, making it harder for sexual abuse uh, abusers to to hide and then and then uh, abuse again. Yeah. Um, and I'd also say I think I think they want to do the work that some churches in the past have been afraid to do. Yeah. Some churches wanted to let people go away quietly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just say, hey, this is going to be a scandal. But instead, this other entity is now going to say, hey, if there's a member at your church that has an accusation against a pastor that you let go quietly, we'll look into it. And if we find there's credibility here, then it doesn't matter if the church chose to do it quietly. They will stand for the abuse victims mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and make sure this person, once again, if it's credible, it, yeah, Ryan. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 you're good. I was just going to jump in next and say uh, we should recognize that this is tricky and mm-hmm. there's a fine line with this being a cooperation of churches, yeah. an association, a fellowship of churches, not a denomination. Yep. So it's not making ecclesiastical yep. top-down yeah. uh, pronouncements. It's not usurping churches. the authority of the autonomous churches. Yeah. 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 So, but it needs. We need a resource. We need a way, especially because we cooperate. We need a way for churches to be able to talk to churches. Mm-hmm. And one of the really encouraging things um, that came out of this from um, one of the resolutions yeah. about sexual abuse yeah. was um, an addendum paragraph uh, to this statement on consistent laws for sexual abuse, and it was on church discipline. Yeah, And it was really encouraging, not only that this got recommended, but that it was voted on so affirmingly. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I saw two or three or five uh, ballots it. go up for the negative, yeah. um, which means that this convention, at least those there that day, uh, voted so affirmingly to, to reaffirm church discipline yeah. as the Christ-given way that we hold people accountable and on the basis in which we can like talk to another church about uh, a concern we have for uh, a brother or a sister who's done yeah. something very bad. Yeah, that's really good. That was really encouraging. Um, uh, moment for me. Um, another really uh, encouraging uh, point. So I'm just uh, going to piggyback off of what Alex talked about the the two um, the two recommendations from the task force on sexual abuse uh, reform uh, were overwhelmingly received, um, and that was encouraging to me to see that that this the convention, uh, the meeting, the messengers were overwhelmingly. Uh, in support of of further action to protect um, uh, the abused, to protect our churches, uh, and to and and to see abusers held accountable. Um, and there were a number of other things uh, I could mention that were that were highlights. Uh, Tate, anything that was uh, particularly encouraging to you? What stood out to you uh, about being at the meeting? I think for me, a lot of the time. Well, this is going to be a little bit more personal, but just being able to connect with. Because we are a convention and we are cooperating in a sense with churches, there's a lot of churches that are like-minded. So just being able to see people from all over the country that I've had relationship with in ministry over the last 15 years that I've 
been in ministry, it was just encouraging to be able to shake hands and uh, hear how their ministry is going and be encouraged and uh, offer encouragement. Uh, I think I think that is always uh, it's always awesome to be a part of something like that. So you know we got to sit with uh, guys that we know and guys that we're getting to know mm-hmm. um, that are planting churches. And uh, you know I got to have a conversation with a guy that's going to plant a church in my well I say my hometown. I'm from Zimbabwe, but mm-hmm. in 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 uh, in the DFW area and just talk about you know, what ministry looks like in the Metroplex. So I think that was really encouraging outside of um, the resolutions that were passed and um, the task force doing what the task force did. uh, That that was something that that I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, that that friend time, uh, that networking time, it it is a good reminder that we're not alone. We're Mm -hmm. we're, we're in a a co-op with a lot of like-minded churches who are doing uh, really good work. Um, And my buddy Guy was kind of an adopted member of our team. Yeah. Uh, and, and hung out with us a lot, but he uh, he and uh, myself and, and and a few other music guys were able to get together and have lunch together and encourage each other, and that was that was really encouraging. And you just don't have that opportunity um, unless we're all together in the same place mm-hmm. at the same time from all over the country. Uh, so that was that was encouraging for me as well. I think it's cool that there are different spheres of ministry friendships we have. So, like, we've got a TGC Albuquerque regional chapter. Mm-hmm. So that's made up of guys locally that we agree with theologically, but probably well, won't agree with on um, every, at least with everyone, on say baptism. Yeah, they're Presbyterians and Baptists and Free Church people uh, as part of that. So that's one kind of circle. Um, mm-hmm. And then you go to the Southern Baptist Convention, and at least you've got baptism in common. You may not have doctrines of grace in common. Right. You, you could be non-Calvinistic or Calvinistic and part of the Southern Baptist Convention, but uh, you, you, you're congregationalists, mm-hmm. uh, you, you're Baptists. Uh, so it's just it's fun to have those different kinds of relationships and to know um, where there's uh, unity and where there's differences, and we're not threatened by the differences. Um, we partner as we can with those differences. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Alex, what was a, a highlight for you? Man, I loved learning new songs that, at Nine Marks at Nine. Like, he's done so much for me. <laughs> no. And I loved watching Drew's Rise to Stardom. What is Nine Marks at Nine? Yeah, so yes, Nine Marks, uh, hopefully that ministry is not a new uh, ministry to you. We align with them very closely. We love them. We're so helped by their resources. This is Mark Dever's Yeah, Mark Dever yeah, started yeah. Mark Nine Marks, I don't know how many years ago. He's not one of the Nine Marks, though. He's, no. He'd be the 10th or 12th. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like 16 of them there's now, a lot I think. Of, yeah. um, that's discipleship. Just keep making more marks. Just keep... Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, Nine Marks at Nine is at 9 p.m. both Monday and Tuesday night of the week that we're there at the convention. And uh, it's, I, I, in terms of the circles of, like what Ryan was just speaking about, these circles of relationship, this is the group that we probably can look at and say, I mean, we agree with most things here. Like right. this is Reformed people, yeah. it's Congregational people, it's Baptist yeah. people. Not it's all Reformed, but a lot. A lot, mostly. I'd say, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Would, you yeah would, no, you're, you're probably right. It's not you one wouldn't of the nine have marks, to, You wouldn't have to. But, I mean, I think I think uh, Bart Barber, our, our new president, yeah, that's he true. would he would adhere to a lot of nine marks. Sure. Yeah, and be really fair. thankful for the ministry. And be super yeah, yeah. thankful that's for fair. him, and, but not be reformed. But yeah, yeah you, you're fair. right. Because, 
I mean, it's it's made in the image of Mark Dever, yeah. and he's reformed, so it's it's a lot of reformed guys. But yeah. yeah, go ahead. But anyway, so yeah, it's almost a thousand guys in the room, mm-hmm. maybe more. I don't know if I ever I heard a number. They had fifteen hundred seats out. Okay. And yeah, most was, of them were. It was about a thousand people yeah. both nights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a big group, and uh, yeah, the first thirty minutes of the time, we're just singing hymns that Acapella. are curated by. Mark Dever. Ma- yeah, it's be on Mark Dever. Yep. And uh, yeah, so Drew was on stage both nights helping lead in the quartet, quintet. Oh, there was like six of us. Yeah. Okay. But just a bunch of dudes singing real loud. Yep. And it, yeah, it was encouraging. Uh, it's encouraging to be with brothers. It's encouraging to hear the singing. And it's encouraging, you know, the first night we talked about the recent Nine Marks Journal on revival and revivalism. Yeah. Drew wrote an article for that. Uh, quick plug for him. Yeah. Um, but the second night it was really helpful. It was just a. Normally what they do at the second nine marks at nine is they'll go over the state of the SBC and get pastors from yeah. that are some well-known, some not, mm-hmm. um, and, but all wise and godly. and yeah. Danny Aiken, yeah, so Danny seminary Aiken president. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they have, Matt a, Chandler, they have a very candid conversation yep. about the state of the SBC, yep. what had happened in the previous day's meetings, and... And what they were encouraged, basically they were having kind of this conversation we're having right now. Yeah. What are they encouraged about? Maybe what are they concerned uh, about? Yeah, to, uh, yeah, thanks for the plug on the, on, the, on the article. So the latest Nine Marks Journal is on revival versus revivalism. And they reached out to me and asked me to contribute an article on how music uh, kind of is, is a part of that. So uh, then they also had anyone who was at the Southern Baptist Convention meeting that contributed an article, come up on stage and, and interview and talk um, uh, talk about their article uh, to to everybody there, and that was that was a lot of fun. So that was that was a highlight for me. Um, and then I had a lot of good follow up conversations with pastors after um, who haven't been thinking about these things and maybe should or have been concerned and just need help uh, thinking through um, how music can be can be used in a revivalistic way and real quick what we mean by that is revival is a good thing revival is god uh using the ordinary means of grace to do something extraordinary revival is god just microwaving the church and then and then revivalism is then us trying to manufacture that mm-hmm. so us using extraordinary means to to manufacture what we think is a work of god but it's really just us um uh, man-made methods um and so my article is interacting with that idea and how music uh, plays a role in that in our churches and I, I, how it played a role historically, but also still does. Um, we'll so put we, that in the show notes. We'll put it. Yeah, if I can ever find those show notes, yeah. I'm going to put it in there. Um, so that yeah, that was that was definitely a highlight for me. Another highlight um, was Juan Sanchez, a friend of our church, friend mm-hmm. of Ryan's. He's he's a pastor in Austin, Texas. He's been at our church before. Um, he he was the convention preacher, so he got to give the convention sermon, mm-hmm. and it was just it was money. I mean, he just he no, shot all so his good. nine marks bullets, and he's just we were actually sitting in the same section with all the Capitol Hill Baptist slash nine marks guys, um, and they were just they were loving it. Yeah. I mean, he was just very good. He was crushing yeah. it. So yeah, hopefully that's somewhere online. Yeah, yeah. So go go look for that. Um, yeah, you already mentioned the church discipline amendment. That was really really encouraging. Um, uh, and I'm also encouraged that, that Bart Barber's our, our new president. Um, anything else? Any other time? Uh, uh, well, we should say I was really encouraged to spend time with you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. we had, we had an 11 hour drive there. 
We you know, and bunked it together. We Alex stayed, was top uh, bunk. I was bottom bunk. In the Minnie Mouse themed room. room. In the Minnie Mouse themed room, yeah. Because we were right by the Disneyland. Disneyland. The convention so. center is right across the street from Disneyland. So our Airbnb was, was very much yeah. Disney But themed. since we boycotted Disney, we didn't go. <laughs> we worry. didn't go. No, no. Um, we did go to a Dodger game. We did go to We did went to a Drew's Dodger game. Not, um, by the way, uh, not on the church's ticket. We I'm paid for our own. Yeah, that's right. Drew's wearing his Dodger shirt. So Chase, don't worry about it. We didn't use our money. But yeah, it was really great to get to. And we got uh, a long drive us. to the Dodger game to spend more time. So let's talk about lowlights, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, what were what were some LA of the lowlights? LA traffic. Of LA traffic. How far does it? How long does it take to go? What thirty it miles? Was 30 miles? Thirty miles. Thirty miles. Well, it took to, us thirty-five minutes to get home. Yeah, it took us thirty-five yeah. minutes. Yeah, so, to get so that's home. how a long the trip should Thirty-five minute drive on the way there during rush hour was two hours and forty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was Gross. insane. Gross. So, as advertised, LA traffic, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and on a night when there's a home game, home Dodger game against the Angels, against the against Angels, the Angels. Oh, right. yeah. so there's a, so lot, it's a lot of dynamics. A bit of a perfect storm there. So the traffic wa- uh, was not great. Um, so another low light. Um, we got to talk about uh, Rick Warren and Saddleback. Um, Ryan, could you give us some background there, and yeah. then and then we'll just try to talk about what actually happened yeah. there. Well, everyone would know the name Rick Warren from Purpose Driven Life. Saddleback Church is a church he planted within the SBC or as part of the SBC many years ago. It has been the largest SBC church for a long time um, there in um, Southern California. Um, In recent days, maybe in the last year and a half, they have uh, appointed three females as pastors in their church. Uh, including one who is the wife of a, the replacement for uh, Rick Warren, the successor, mm-hmm. and she is the teaching pastor mm-hmm. um, in partnership with her husband. Yeah. Anyway, so last year, uh, a task force, a committee was formed to yeah. investigate this. There's a credentials committee that's yeah. kind of always in existence these days. Uh, and explores things like whether a church is in friendly cooperation with the Southern Baptist Convention and whether they are consistent with the Baptist faith and message. And it's generally not, it's not a task force that's on a witch hunt. Um, I mean, they could really scrutinize a lot of churches. They don't. But when it's a church that public that is uh, very unapologetically appointing women as pastors, raises the question, should they be Southern Baptist? The Baptist Faith and Message says that the office of pastor is limited to men. That's the phrase. Yeah. Uh, it would seem that they've appointed pastors. The Baptist Faith and Message says pastors are men. The matter should be pretty clear. Sadly, the committee came with a recommendation to form another committee mm-hmm. another uh, to force. investigate yeah. what pastor means. Yeah. Uh, we're all shaking so, our heads. Yeah, but and, and what was encouraging was, though was the messenger's response to that task there force was recommendation. Everybody Dr. Said, Moeller from Southern Seminary yeah. gave a great little speech, yeah. uh, explaining that pastor has meant men, and yeah. they knew what they were saying back yeah. in 2000 when they yeah. put that in the BF and M. Yep. So the messengers basically said, "No, we know what the word pastor means." Yeah, and, but they and, couldn't vote on it, and they, overwhelmingly they just gave a, rejected. Yeah. It was sort of a give us Barabbas moment it where was, they just yeah, protested it was, it was loud fun. enough. Um, and so then the, then the task force, the committee. <laughs> yeah. It was a good but, give but, us Barabbas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Give us oh. a good Barabbas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, 
so the task force or the the committee uh, they rescinded their recommendation. They took yeah. it back. They were like, "We're just kidding." Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so bad, the recommendation. And then good, the good, response. They with they pulled back the. The and then, recommendation. And then, back bad, and then bad is that they now hold the football. Well, but then also Rick Warren shows up. Uh, so Rick Warren that, shows up. And there's, there's been a lot of debate dun, dun, dun. about whether he had a point of privilege to speak. Because there are rules. This isn't NOM. Yeah, there are yeah. rules to how the Southern Baptist Convention meetings happen. Once the gavel drops at each beginning of the meeting, the chair of the meeting, who's the sitting president... There are rules to how these I things happen. I think the happen. chair can recognize a point of privilege. I, th- I think that's yeah, in yeah. the Roberts rules. Of and, and I think an, another argument for for him being able to speak was um, they were talking about right. him. Yeah. And so he has a point of privilege to basically get up and defend himself. Um, and so then, uh, uh, Tate, what... Were you, in, were you in the room? I was in the room. You were in the room when I it happened? I was in the room, and I've also seen the video 19 <laughs> okay. other times. All right, Tate, so tell us then what ha- what did Rick Warren do? Uh, okay, so um, you know, so he, he came up, he got a point of privilege to be able to speak, and uh, said that he was going to deliver a love letter. He wasn't going to defend himself. He wasn't going to defend himself. He was just going to deliver a love letter to the Southern Baptist Convention, and then began to speak, but it was much less of a love letter a much more of a stat padding yeah. uh, a of stat his resume. Yeah. yeah. So just talking about, hey, I've been in the SBC since 1980. We've sent out 26,000 missionaries. I think he said I. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't want to misrepresent him, but yeah. to me it didn't even feel like we as in SBC no. or we or as in, even as in Saddleback. Saddleback. No, he talked about I a lot. Sound, it sounded like he said I a lot. Yeah, I've planted 150 churches, 90 of them here in uh, Orange County, where you guys are, I've trained 1.1 million pastors, which is more than the seminaries. This is verbatim what 1. he said. 1.1 said more than the seminaries. More than the seminaries. Uh, and then talked about, you know, 50, I think 26,000 missionaries sent, 50,000, uh, what was it? 50,000 yeah, members, going members that they have. Yeah, um, yeah. 11 so billion. Just, yeah, it was just a lot. How I took it, I'm going to interpret now. Uh, this is from Tate's view, not everyone in the room, but. Uh, how I took it was, hey, Southern Baptists, if you kick Saddleback and Rick Warren out, this is the numbers that you are losing. We're that taking you are, our numbers with we're us. We're taking the numbers with us. We're taking all these missionaries. We're taking all these trained pastors. We're taking all of these members and all of these churches. So for the good of the Southern Baptist Convention, you should keep us because we're going to keep your numbers high. Yeah. Uh, and I just... That rubs me no. all sorts of Ugh. wrong ways uh, yeah. because, you know. And he also the, had to throw a cheap shot in there against oh, yeah. Calvinists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he said, Southern Baptist, it's a, it's a broad umbrella. You're not going to agree with every Southern Baptist on everything. And he and he leans into the mic and says, there are brothers in here who don't think Jesus died for everybody, but yeah. we can still cooperate with them too. Yeah. Um, and then keeps going on with his little stat sheet. Yeah. Um, so that was... That was disappointing in and of itself, but then the response from the the room, the messengers, uh, he got a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so again, we don't want to we don't want to just paint with too broad a uh, uh, brush here because I think it's possible to have responded to Rick Warren in a positive way of giving thanks. I mean, when he when he talks about how many people have been saved, mm-hmm. right? It's real baptized. hard. It's real. Yeah. It's real hard to say. Boo! You know, right. you, you just right. You're you trying to you're trying to be whatever, hopeful, you know? right? Yeah. And think, okay, that's a that's a lot of souls. Um, those are those are individuals, and so you could respond in a positive way, mm-hmm. even by applause. Um, 
but still think that Rick Warren and Saddleback are out of step with the Baptist faith and message and should be what we say, they call it Mm -hmm. disfellowshipped. So just basically you you can't be a Southern Baptist church anymore because of the way that they are uh, misusing the title pastor in their churches. Um, so that was that was confusing. That was disorienting. We yeah. were all sitting there looking at each other, like, "What just happened? Yeah. And what are we mm-hmm. what are we witnessing?" So we're still honestly still processing it. Yeah. I think um, there's but, a great article, but it's a concern at ninemarks.org, which contrasts Juan Sanchez's yeah. uh, conference sermon and Rick Warren's little speech. Just just very the different juxtapositions of it's very much revival and revivalism it kind is. of stuff. It yeah. is. It's it's looking at. Yeah, Juan's message was ordinary faithfulness. Just keep going, playing the long game, preach the word, disciple. Yeah, you don't need to be recognized. Up. You don't need to be everyone. recognized. You need to know your people. And then Rick yeah. got up and yeah, gave a, gave a uh, a lot of numbers. So um, where does it stand now? Yeah. So where so where are we with all that? Yeah. So <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> We're we don't know. Each other. We don't uh, know. Um, so apparently, this committee, the credentials committee, can remove Saddleback at any time Anytime. throughout the they year. They don't have to wait for a meeting. It exists yeah. throughout the year, apart from the convention, so they can just summarily dismiss them. I don't think that's going to happen. No, though. I don't think so. So I think the matter will come back up next year, yeah. and I think there'll be enough support for. Um, I don't know how exactly they'll do it, but making clear that pastor in the Baptist faith and message is in office, not a spiritual gift, yep. and that it's reserved for men. And it's mm-hmm. not just talking about senior pastors, right. mm-hmm. as some would argue, but it is talking about any who are called pastors and put in that yeah. office mm-hmm. called pastor. Because that's what Rick Warren and Saddleback is trying to do, right? Yep. They're saying that office is reserved for senior pastor, right. and that's yep. they're not giving that to yep. women. Yeah. That that's or the loophole. it's a gifting and yeah. not just an office. Yep. So pastoral... Abilities to, yep. yep. to teach, to teach, yeah. to care, to, to care. shepherd, yep. and men or women could have that gifting. Yep. So they're acknowledging yep. that they pass their spiritual gifts assessment, yeah. which I think they're just they're splitting <laughs> hairs that the, yep. the New yep. Testament doesn't. So I think it's clear in the New Testament and clear in the Baptist faith and message, but apparently we need to make it more clear. So yeah. hopefully that will happen. Yeah, it is funny. I've I've not I've only been a part of the Southern Baptist Convention for seven years since I went to Southern Seminary in 2015. But it's funny, it seems like every convention I've paid attention to, there's one little thing that really like sets up all the Mm -hmm. bowling pins for next year to get aimed at. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's the thing that is there's resolutions about, there's motions about, oh yeah, task force put in place to think about. And we don't hear much about what we talked about this year. You know, sexual abuse is still going to be something the SBC is working on. Yeah. But it may not be a thing that there's tons of new motions or task force. Yeah. Sure. New things happening. Well, hopefully yeah. the so, yeah the the recommendations from the task force this year, of the the ongoing task mm-hmm. force. Yeah. And um, which I believe will be renewed each year. Yeah. As so a year I believe by year it's a year by force. year task force on sexual abuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it isn't indefinite. Yeah. But that will be ongoing, and so we should receive a report from them yeah. as well as the database. Uh, will continue to be a resource for churches to yeah. uh, protect themselves and their people. And back to the definition of pastor, I was encouraged that all of the um, entity presidents, at least yeah. most of them that I've heard from, um, affirm that pastor yep. is an office reserved for men, yep. and they want to make that clear, including Bart Barber, our yep. new SBC yep. president. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, so the good news is no one going to those six seminaries 
is necessarily being trained to think the way Rick Warren yep. and others no. want to think about Pastor. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's an encouragement. That, yeah, yeah. That, so and we shouldn't see this. Before, that wasn't very clear. No. I mean, no. it is much more yeah. clear these days in the Southern Baptist that's Convention right. than it ever has been, yeah. I think. Yeah. No, that's good. So uh, maybe from each of you real quick, um, uh, unless you're not encouraged to continue to, to be a part of the SBC, um, why should we be encouraged to continue to cooperate with the Southern Baptist Convention? The biggest being the seminaries. Okay. Um, as independent churches, it's really hard to do theological education by yourself. It's not impossible, yeah. but it's hard. And um, to get great theological education like we do uh, at a discounted rate like we do, yep. that's reason to be a part of the Southern Baptist Convention yeah, right yeah. there. That's good. What so maybe we should make a quick plug that if you're a listener to the Desert Springs podcast, member at our church, or interested in theological training, because of our partnership with the Southern Baptist Convention, tuition is at a discounted rate for you if you ever wanted to pursue a, a master's discount. degree. Half off. Half right? off, yeah. So, yeah, if that's an interest to you, yeah, come talk to us and we can yeah, talk, through, talk to you about what it would look like. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I think, you know, Aaron Minikoff said this at the Nine Marks at Nine, that we don't need to be a part of... I loved it. He said it was fundamentally unnecessary. And I was just like, preach it, brother. Which I I agree. But as long as we are part of it, there are are benefits. But it's useful. Yeah, it is very useful to cooperate, right? Yeah. So I I think very much of like the idea of sending missionaries out. The IMB exists to uh, support our missionaries both financially and while they're on the field. So, you know, if we have people, members of our church that want, that feel called to go somewhere uh, to, you know, take the gospel to the nations— we can uh, partner with the IMB, and they will fund them yeah. and send them out there and help train them and uh, put them in as part of a team. So those things are uh, encouraging to me as we continue to cooperate with the yeah. uh, SBC. The things that Aaron Menikoff said resonated with me so much because as, yeah, this is how I feel about the SBC. It is, it, it, it's, it's useful. It's fundamentally unnecessary mm-hmm. in the sense that we could have all walked to Anaheim. Yeah. We have legs, so a car is fundamentally unnecessary for us to get there. But man, it's really useful, yeah. <laughs> and it, we could pool resources and come together and, and get places uh, a lot faster. So uh, I I really uh, appreciated what he said about that. Alex, what what are, you, what are you encouraged about? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm beating, I'm going to beat the same drum that you guys have said. It is useful to us. So I mean, you guys mentioned seminaries. You mentioned the IMB. I would say too, there's just other things that we want to do as a church that continue to partner with the the SBC will continue to help us. Yeah. So I'm having a phone call this week with a guy that works for the North American Mission Board yeah. about internships. Yeah. They helped fund internships. and Wonderful. We feel like we're a church that would love to raise up more leaders. And so yeah. if they can help us do that, mm-hmm. then we're going to be better at doing it with some of the resources they can help us with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same for if and when the Lord has it, that we would plant a church again. North yeah. American Mission Board helps plant churches. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're, yeah, the SBC is such a big, big group of people. We can't change much of the SBC by our mm-hmm. church, but we can be helped to do our mission. We haven't mentioned Christian Challenge. Yeah. yeah. Christian Challenge is the college ministry um, at, at all kinds of colleges Formerly across the country. Formerly known as BSU, Baptist B, yeah, Student Baptist Union. Yeah, Baptist Student Union. Um, so one of our members is the head of that here in New Mexico at, at the UNM campus. At UNM, and, yeah. Yeah, we're Happy really to thankful for that. what they're doing. I'm also encouraged to continue to uh, build relationships with the local Baptist uh, convention in New Mexico. 
So Chase, uh, Chase and I have uh, yeah, b- trying to build a relationship with the executive director here, and they even called the church office yesterday to ask me about assisting a local Baptist church with uh, with an interim music director, uh, which is which is great just to have those relationships and and to connect with other churches because we've always said that Desert Springs Church wants to be a church for churches. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not just uh, TGC churches, not just Nine Marks churches. We want to we want to help. Uh, ch- uh, churches uh, that that are like-minded in the gospel um, and want to see uh, see people come to Christ. Um, well, guys, I feel like that's that's a really good recap. Uh, I hope our people are uh, are served by this. I uh, appreciate you guys taking the time. And if you guys have any questions for us about the SBC, what it is, what it does, and why we're a part of it, please reach out to us. Uh, email us info at dscabq.com, um, and then we'll we'll try to have another episode uh the podcast out in the next few weeks but until then let's keep spreading god's glory broader and deeper